0: Hey everyone, and welcome to another new edition of Live from Pawnee. I'm Alan, and with me as always is, you know that guy, what's his name? Uh, oh yeah, Mark. Mark, Mark, Mark his name is Mark. Hey there, Sir Alan of the Round Table there, and Mark over here. How I'm, you doing today, Mark? I am
1: doing good. Uh, I, I've noticed that the outside temperature is no longer on
0: broil, it's just on low simmer. So I'm getting happier. Yeah. No, that's that's actually about accurate. That. Yeah. This is we're we're recording in August at this point. Uh, you know, I don't know when you're listening to this, but, uh, you know, viewer. But um, they're not viewers. Whatever. So uh, it's hot in Indiana. Uh-huh. It is hot in August and uncomfortable yeah. and really sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. And that really it's only been a little of that this year yeah it's
1: a little weird it's it, a little weird it's like it's winding up for a punch that is it's gonna Maybe. have one last
0: heat punch it's either that or early fallish temperatures i, I don't so. know which to expect early fall early fall that's how i'm voting well that's why i vote but i always prepare for the punch we all do i mean come yeah. on yeah hit me history tells me
1: oh yeah <laughs> Oh, that's Kool-Aid punch.
0: Oh, oh gosh, yeah. You didn't crash through the wall either, so that's why I didn't recognize you. You didn't see earlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh Well, hey, Mark, uh, we should tell the viewers at home that today we're covering Season 5, Episode 2. Well, so Alan, did- Alan uh, <clears throat>
1: um, before we get into the show uh, proper, I wanted to uh, kick off uh, another edition of our new uh, smash hit segment that I know you're aware of, Constantine's Comedy Corner.
0: Yeah, okay. You know what? I I was warned that this might be happening.
1: Yeah. Uh, What we got? Well, let's remind our viewers that uh, Constantine is trying to get started in the comedy clubs here in Greater Indianapolis. And so he's trying to comb through all of his jokes and kind of uh, separate the, the cream from the chaff, uh, if you will.
0: Well, well, Mark, first of all, I think you're, you're mixing your metaphors. That, that's the first thing. And then I second of all, I don't think it helps that all of his jokes are onion based. Yeah. It just doesn't. Yeah, they are. They're they are all onion based. I agree. <laughs> all right. So do you have a joke for us today? <clears throat> yes, I do, Sir Alan. Uh, so, and again, what, the, these are not your jokes. You just deliver them because, you know, Constantine's like, you know, scared of being on the radio and stuff. Yeah. Or I, whatever I, this thing is.
1: I, I'm on. like the, the the Uber Eats messenger of these jokes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So um, <clears throat> without further ado, uh, I present uh, Constantine's Comedy Corner. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> All right. Today's uh today's joke. Well, Ellen, actually, uh, this requires some interaction from, from you as well. So Oh,
0: you know, okay. Well, uh get, sure. right,
1: get ready for that. Yeah. All right. So here we go. What happened when the onion tried to cross the bridge guarded by Gandalf the wizard? Um I don't know. What what happened? <laughs> Gandalf the wizard shouted, You shall not pass out because it's a, wow, it's another name for a. Oh, You know what, though? In (laughs) fairness, Mark, that is my favorite joke so
0: far. You know what? Let's take it. So, so we want people to chime in on this joke, right? That's what we're doing. We're putting the jokes out and we're asking for some feedback. That's exactly right. We want all of our viewers viewers. to contact
1: us and tell us what they thought of today's joke. Well, I, I think I know what they're going to say,
0: but sure, why not? So, Alan, uh, how can our viewers contact us? Well, Mark, our our, our listeners can contact us via the typical our social channels. You know, we got the Twitter, uh, we got the Instagram or the the IG if you're mm-hmm. down with the thing. Yep, I am. Uh, we got the FB, the Facebook. Yep. That's for the old folks like us. Yep. Yep. Uh, although I don't like it and uh, you know or they can go to our website that's the simplest thing frankly yeah, live is from that the www com. one no you don't do that anymore no, no, no. you just type in live from com All right. and they can actually from there you can send an email you can actually record your voice and we'll play you in there guaranteed I like Done that deal. part we've actually had people do that it's a pretty cool yeah, feature yeah, yeah. so we'll, we'll definitely do that and uh, you know well cool is what we strive for here at uh, LFP Worldwide Headquarters well Mark. we are cool that's sweet all right yeah yeah so well Mark hey let's get back to the show if that's all right oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes please yeah unless you got another one of them onion jokes. No, no. Good. Thank you. <laughs> well, Mark, as I was saying before, I was so rudely, I, yes. you know, shalloted. um. <laughs> This week we're covering, thank you, this week we're covering season five, episode two, Soda Tax. Soda Tax. Yeah, yeah, this is a standard edition episode. We had a runtime of 21 minutes and 13 seconds. Yep. And, uh, you know, this aired uh, September 27th of 2012. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, gosh, it's hard to believe 2012. That's like literally Ann Perkins. Ten years, Ten years ago. ago. Yeah. Holy cow. And, yeah. and, and we're here in August. That was September. So we're almost right at 10 years. Wow. Crazy.
1: Yep. That is crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, this episode was directed by Kyle Newichek. Um, I believe uh, Kyle, this is his only episode he did. He's a well-known oh, producer and writer, um, uh, Game Over Man, uh, Workaholics, which I love. Yeah. Uh, Murder Mystery that uh, had uh, Jen Aniston and uh, Adam Sandler. And I saw in the, his IMDb there that they're working on a sequel to that. It was a Netflix oh, movie. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So he directed this episode, and then this was written by our buddy Norm Hiscock. Oh, we like him. Yeah, we him. can we, like can we him call
1: him our buddy? I he we there are some technical difficulties. Uh, we got past that. Okay, good. As long as we're not going to get in trouble. No, we got past that. In good, fact, good. Mark,
0: I, I'll share a little more in a minute. Oh, I, I reached out to Norm oh. to get his thoughts on this show, and uh, we, he's actually done this once or twice for us since we interviewed him. So uh, Norm's a great guy, and he he, he is. He not only tolerates me, but he actually puts up with me. He tolerates you. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, well, though. Yeah, it is cool. Unfortunately, we're kind of getting to the end of Norm's run because uh, if you remember, he leaves this show and he goes on to a few other things. Uh, oh, yeah. Here, here at the end of this season, I think so. Yep. But this is the 8th of 10 he wrote and uh, you know, he's a producer for about 90 total episodes. Right, right. Uh, the whole run. So, uh, yeah, so that's where we're at. So, hey, Mark, why don't you give us them their synopses, and we'll keep the show rolling. All right. synopsises incoming.
1: Well, I split this sucker up into three stories. Correct. Oh, there it is. There now it is. I feel completed. Yeah, you, you know. All I know right, how you are? So I have the the A story. I entitled "Soda Tax," more like "Soda Pressing."
0: <laughs> actually, you know what? That's that's pretty good. <laughs> all right, I was waiting for the backlash like, of no, that. Hey, no, no, no. Actually, right. it's 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 got it's a multi level joke. It is. Well, yeah, kind of because you're referencing a couple different things all, right. all in one. One uh, AK or one, uh, you know, the, the I don't know what synopsis synopsis title thing there. Yeah. Wow. I'm smart. You're anyway, right. so th- this is what that is. <laughs> Leslie
1: proposes her first bill. To tax the city's sodas, hoping to discourage citizens from drinking them. Mm. She meets with Pawnee Restaurant Association spokeswoman, Catherine Pinewood. Uh, I hate that lady. Yeah, me too. To discuss the terms of her bill and to question the reasoning behind the city's growing drink sizes. Mm -hmm. Catherine warns Leslie that if her bill passes local restaurants will suffer causing massive job losses. Catherine goes on to say that if Leslie doesn't vote against the bill, a press release will be issued, putting the blame solely on Leslie for the layoffs. This puts Leslie in the middle of a moral conundrum, vote her conscience and risk job layoffs or save jobs by going against her gut.
2: Mm.
1: What will happen? How will Leslie vote on the bill? Is Catherine Pinewood bluffing? Why do they call their 512 ounce cup a child size? (laughs) Stay tuned to find out dot, dot,
0: dot. Very nice job, Mark. Yeah. Uh, You know, there for a couple of weeks, I'd been on the movie theme. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, Roll. I broke from that this week and it's were to songs this week. Yay. Yeah. So my A story I titled Sugar Sugar by (laughs) the Archies. Oh, I like that. Very, very good. What do you got for the B story?
1: All right. The B story uh, I have as entitled, You Can Go Straight to Helvetica.
0: (laughs) I love fine jokes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Me and Brick Heck,
0: we're the two. (laughs) All
1: right. Ben and April are still settling into their kind of new environment in Washington, D.C., with Ben trying to get his interns in line. And Mm. April is kind of still her irreverent self putting in minimal effort. You know, April. Displeased with his intern's behavior, Ben attempts to be more assertive, but to no avail. And after seeing crude mocking drawings of him on the wall, Ben says, all right, he calls his boss, Jennifer Barkley. You remember her and and says, I want to change the interns. And and, but he realizes then, on talking to her, how connected Mm. they all are. And he kind of changes his tactics and says, hey, instead, I will kiss their butts. (laughs) Wow. How will this turn out? Does April ever rise up above minimum effort? Can Ben find his way into the intern's hearts by ordering pizza and rocking scoobers? Who is drawing pictures of Ben, and will it stop? Stick around, podcast viewers. All will be revealed,
0: blah, blah, blah. Um, Mark, didn't did you just say blah 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 instead of dot dot dot? Is I'm that... I'm pretty sure that didn't happen. No. Uh, I... Okay. Hey, uh, my B story again, along with this the song themed titles. Yeah. Uh, and I kept the original titles this week. I didn't mangle them, right? So like I did the movie titles. <laughs> this week is Whip It by Devo. I mean, of course, for the B story. How how could you not do that? Well, he even makes a reference. He to totally it, I think, does. at One point. He, yeah. he wrote it for me. Whip It. Good. My favorite. Very very nice. But I just plagiarized somebody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I
1: have the C story as run, run for your wife. Because it's he's you'll see. All right. <laughs> Chris, Chris and Tom volunteer to help kind of
0: phoned in that third one, I'm just saying.
1: I really did. Yeah. yeah. I was so exhausted after my creative juices were just rung. Every drop <laughs> yeah. was rung after oh, the A and B. I got nothing left. Yeah. All right. Chris and Tom volunteer to help Andy get into shape for his police entrance exam, hmm. which is three months away. Chris and Tom coach Andy during his two-mile run at Pawnee Community College, which must be done in less than 25 minutes. Mm. When Andy's first attempt takes around 30 minutes, Chris asks Andy, why do you want to be a policeman? And after coming up with a good reason, do it for April, it serves to motivate Andy, but depress Chris as he realizes his reasons for keeping fit are purely physical. Mm. What will happen? Can Andy complete two miles in under 25 minutes? Will Chris snap out of his depression? Again, what changes does Tom make to the pace car?
0: Hang in there, true believers. Only time will tell dot, dot, dot. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, wrapping this up, my song themes. I had trouble on this one, mm. not because I couldn't come up with one I, because I came up with about 13 Mark, you know, you and I have done some running in the past. You know, back when we yeah, did that stuff, we, I remember we may we talked about even maybe talking about that on some other podcast one day. But you know, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. But it, it struck me how many song good songs are about running. Yeah. But um, you know, for for me, I the winner of all the running songs I considered, and there were many. Uh, here are the ones that lost. Uh, Run yeah. by Vampire Weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Long Run by mm, Eagles. That's yeah. a good one. Uh, uh, run Like Hell, mm. Pink Floyd. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Running on Empty, yeah. Jackson Brown. I is mean, that, those are all good. Is that Jackson Brown? Yeah, it is. What am I thinking of? I thought it was Bob Seeger. No, you're no, right. No, that's not right. Yeah, yeah. He uh, uh, yeah, had Jackson Brown. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Jackson Brown. Um, but the one I, that won, Mark, clearly, Running Down a Dream. Oh, Tom Petty, Tom Petty and the
1: Heartbreakers. Oh, very, very nice. How apropos. Uh, oh, Tom Petty, we barely knew you. Oh, I know.
0: I miss him, actually. Me too. Hey, Mark, uh, let's do our AKAs and then we'll get into our breakdown.
1: All right. Well, I had uh, uh, three AKAs, one for each of the three storylines. Well done. So from the A story, I have Leslie. Uh, you know, at a certain point, Anne has a prop That she has decided will be a good prop to use in the meetings when you're talking about why things are, you shouldn't be all fat and stuff. Yeah. And it's a big, clear bin of sugar. Yeah. And Leslie (laughs) kind of, when she gets nervous. Doesn't it represent
0: how like a month's worth of one Pawnee child Sugar consumption, yeah, it's it's ridiculous
1: yeah. and frightening. Yeah. And then Leslie goes, "Hey, that's that's an interesting prop there." And then takes the lid off, and then lit, and then she finally goes, "What did you put in the sugar? It's so good." <laughs> yeah, so that's my A.K. Okay for that. That's a good one. Um, for the B story, uh, I have uh, April. Uh, commenting on one of the drawings, the crude mocking drawings that mm. is up on the wall. And she says, because Ben's kind of a, a, upset at this. Sure. And April says, I actually think you look really good, except for the stick up your butt. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the C story, I have my it's AKA is from, it's not wrong. I have my AK from Andy who is just trying and he's running and he's so slow and he's hot and he's tired. And he says, I'm never gonna be a cop. I'm gonna have to be a robber. robber.
0: <laughs> well <laughs> done, Ian. nice. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Uh, I had the same on the C story, by the way. Nice. Yes, we win. I mean we win. We won the day.
1: Yep, plus one hundred internet. There you have it.
0: Um, but for for the A story, Mark, um, <laughs> mine's from Catherine uh, Pinewood. There. Oh yeah. Uh, her and Leslie. I think we're gonna play a clip from that today because it's just so good. Leslie, once you know, why can't we just have water? Right. Like she's basically her premise and Catherine, you know, who's representing and, you know, uh, promoting all these terrible unhealthy beverages says well if you want zero calorie water try diet water zero light <laughs> <laughs> it's like good god but it, you know what if it struck <laughs> me it's not that far off from real yeah, life. yeah i know <laughs> and then finally for the b story since we agreed on the c story um at the very end of the episode april's had enough of this one specific end term named ellis mm-hmm. and we'll get into ellis mm-hmm. later and she says my problem is you smell us. Yeah. So call him smell us. I love it. Cause his name's Ellis. Ellis. It yeah, rhymes. yeah. Well, Mark actually also speaking of Catherine Pinewood. Oh yeah. Uh, played by the great Mary Faber. Yes, absolutely. We should tell our listeners at home, Mark, mm-hmm. that uh, our viewers, we're we going to call them this week. Yeah. Uh, we had a chance to talk to Mary. We sure did. We had an interview with her this week. It was yep. terrific. We had a lot of fun. She was very, very nice. It was and great. Uh, yeah. I think we're gonna feature a couple of clips from that interview at the end of this episode after Score, so stick around for that.
1: Oh, that is a capital ideal sport. There you have it. Yeah. Man. All right, man. Well, hey, let's get into our breakdown. All right, let's get into the breakdown. Well, we have uh, our cold open. It's a little shorter than some of them have been recently. I think this was only about 45 seconds. I, Mark, is this plot relevant?
0: I I I don't think it is. This is one of the few in a while that I don't think is plot relevant. Would you agree? It it only serves to remind us that the the gang, you know, Leslie and and Ben and Andy and April are separated from one another. Right. But but you're right. It, we kind of know that from last week. So we could have. Yeah. It's not pro- plot relevant. It's Agreed. funny. It was very funny. It's funny little eh to start it out. Yeah. Anyway, so.
1: We're in Washington, D.C. We're in Ben's uh, workplace. I think they may actually be in his office.
0: Yeah. Actually, if you look, they do an establishing shot, and then there's this glass, and on the glass, it says BG, which stands for the Barclay Group. So they're in the Barclay Group D.C. headquarters, basically. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Well, we see Ben and April um,
1: there in Washington, D.C., and they're apparently opening care packages that they just received from both Leslie and Andy. Oh, that's nice. Leslie's care package includes numerous creative and thoughtful items such as for example waffle mix that makes sense mm-hmm. a jj's diner mug that of makes course. sense yep. a new pajamas not nice. a not a bad call yeah andy's care package includes <laughs> a stuffed three-legged dog which i think is maybe just a normal one and then rah, you just he tear one of those legs off leg there up, yeah. and uh, he also sent his laundry from home Asking April to clean it and send it quickly (laughs) back on account of because she does it better. And also on account of for the Uh, last three days, he has apparently been wearing a bandana as underwear.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. And then we see a picture of it. (laughs) This is clearly prep before he started getting in shape for guardians. Like, oh, my God, he's so doughy.
1: Yeah, it's not, uh, It's he's not in the Star-Lord shape. He really isn't. Not no. yet.
0: We get a couple shots of that in this yeah. episode, in fact. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I also love that uh, all those nice gifts that Leslie had sent uh, Ben, the only box one at 12.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you notice one of the things that she sent him? He didn't uh, uh, comment on yep. it, In but as he's up. holding it,
0: the Batman the comic Batman. book. I, I love that. That was great. Yeah, yeah Nice yeah. little nuance. Yeah, yep. It's a good throwback, right? Well, Mark, uh, from there, we open the main episode and Anne and Leslie are discussing her first act as city councilwoman. And just like Bush Sr., her campaign motto was no new taxes. Yeah. Oh, well, crap.
1: No. That didn't go well. No, it didn't didn't go well at all. Um. So yeah, we're at City Hall. We're in the the outside courtyard that we so often see them sitting in. And uh, Leslie and Anne are sitting there discussing the uh, upcoming meeting about the soda tax bill. Um, hey, why don't we have Constantine play this clip? Uh, Capital idea, am Yeah. Okay.
3: So do you have the results of the study? Yes, and they're great your tax on soda would definitely lower diabetes in this town oh and i have a great prop for the meeting here it is this is the amount of sugar that the average pawnee 10 year old consumes from (laughs) soda every month that is gross gross all that sugar it's Mm. really gross what a powerful image what are you doing what did you put in the sugar it's so good my (laughs) first act as a city councilwoman I've proposed a tax on all those giant sugary sodas, so we can discourage people from drinking them. I believe, with my help, all local restaurants can get healthier. Paunch Burger, big and wide, the Fat Sack, Colonel Plump Slop <laughs> Trough, which was formerly Sue's Salads, oh. until we ran that out of town.
4: <laughs> ah, Councilwoman. In honor of your never-ending quest to personally babysit each and every American citizen, I went to Paunch Burger and got myself a number two. Mm. Double bacon grenade deluxe, Mm. hash browns, chili cheese fries, and one poached egg. Ugh,
3: number two is right. I also picked up a
4: 64-ounce Sweetums sugar splash. (laughs) Damn it, I love this country so much.
3: Ron, I'm really glad that you're here. Our political differences aside, I am about to go to my first committee meeting as a city councilwoman. Mm Mm-mm. And there's something I
4: need to say to you. Please don't. Uh-oh.
3: I know you hate feelings and emotions, but I would not be where I am if it wasn't for you. You hired me. You've always supported me. How can I ever repay you?
0: <clears throat> Give me a refill. That'll do it. Nice. Mark, that was, uh, if you had that visual there, you know, giant tub of sugar. Yeah. And then, like, almost the same size, the small drink from Paunch Burger. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's a massive, massive thing there. Yeah. 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 yeah we'll, we'll talk more about that, too. From City Hall, we bounce over to the Berkeley Group in D.C., and Ben is apparently that one secret member of the Brick Heck Font Club we always heard about on the Middle. Oh, that yeah. one! Yeah. yeah, man, that's a good
1: callback. It's been a while since I thought about yeah. that.
0: Do you remember who the actual Font Club member was? Remember, his club actually had two members: him and one other person. Um, was it
1: was it the girl they ended up uh, kind of his, his girlfriend, the tall, thin one? Dave Foley.
0: Was it Dave Foley? It was Dave Foley. Kids in the Hall. I remember he was on that. I didn't, remember Which is apropos because Norm Hescock today.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. thought that was
0: a funny diet. That so, is funny. Yeah. yeah, I'd forgotten that.
1: So there, there's not a lot of content really in this scene, but it, it does manage to get across three things. A, Ben is a real stickler for the proper usage of fonts. That's the stick up his butt. <laughs> B, Ben is very specific about the font, Times New Roman, and size, 12 point. That should be used, and C. Ben
0: does not seem to be very impressed with this batch of interns. No, he he's really not. You know he uh, <laughs> he he says he can whip him into shape because uh, his his college nickname was apparently Devo because he could whip him good. That's where you got your title. It from. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. I as you know a former graphic person, Mark. Uh, you are. Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> I, the papyrus joke slayed me, right? He's like, come on, definitely no papyrus. And yeah. April goes, papyrus, you kidding me? There's no place in that, in, for that in a professional office setting? None. None Which, at all. Totally true. Yeah, yeah. So, Agreed. You might as well use wingdings. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> the only thing worse. Yeah. Well, back at the Parks Department, Chris and Tom are helping Andy work toward his dream of being a police officer.
1: We, we see Chris and Tom arrive at the bullpen. And Andy gets up from his desk all excited. And he goes to join them. Apparently, uh, Chris and Tom are going to help motivate and train uh, Andy for the upcoming Police Academy physical exam. Um, The the first item on the physical exam list is running two miles in under 25 minutes, which Andy believes is clearly humanly impossible. (laughs) That's crazy talking stuff. But Chris and Tom insist that if you're able to focus body and mind,
5: (laughs) anything is possible. (laughs)
0: Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well, meanwhile, in the conference room, we have our collective introduction to the Evil Corporate Stooge and Pawnee Restaurant Association spokesperson. Oh, Catherine Pinewood. Catherine. Uh, Although, Mary Faber. Oh, awesome. yeah. No. Yeah. Awesome. Catherine.
1: Yeah. Cat- Offer. Yeah. 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 All right. So we see Leslie and Anne in a meeting with the with Catherine Pinewood from the Pony Restaurant Association and, and trying to take her to task about many local restaurants continuing to increase the size of their drinks. So we learn a few things. A. Many places have changed their Small size option to a whopping sixty four ounces, which is actually that may be what Ron was carrying around with yeah, him. Yeah, I yeah, think you're right. Um, the 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 sixty four ounce sweetum sugar splash. Um, B. punch Burger has changed their <clears throat> regular size drink to an enormous one hundred and twenty eight ounces, which most people call a gallon, <laughs> but whatever. Hey. Um, and C. Punch Burger has also come out with a horrifying 512 ounce version that Leslie can fit over her entire head that they call child size. (laughs) When uh, when pressed on the issue of how anyone could really consider that child size, Ms. Pinewood deftly explained, well, it is roughly the size of a two year old child. If the child were (laughs) liquefied, (laughs) (laughs) LOL and yuck. And it's a real bargain at $1.59. Oh, absolutely. It would be irresponsible to not get it. It's Very true. Yep. I think Leslie and Ann at this point are getting frustrated
0: with Katherine Pinewood. I think they are. But you know what? Hmm. She's the right person for this job. Yeah. She's holding the course. Yes, she yeah. is. Well, over at the Pawnee Community College Stadium, Chris is applying his special brand of enthusiasm to help inspire Andy to stick with this goal. That's right. We're we're outside on the Pawnee Community College
1: track, and we see uh, Chris running with Andy. He's, you know, dig 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 dig, go go go, and Tom Run, running's generous here. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you a know, fast walk. It's it's like it's. I mean, he's moving kind of kind like of. if you if you don't blink, you can see him kind of move. Kind of. Tom is driving an electric pace car slash golf cart Love alongside yeah. them, just kind of help out, I guess. Sure. Um, And so the good news, Alan, is we see Andy finish his two mile run. The bad news, Andy's time was twenty nine minutes forty three seconds. Um, a a tired, hot. Frustrated, <laughs> whining, Andy just bah! takes off all of his clothes because why not? And just lays down on the track, like virtually naked. This is impossible. I'm not going to be a cop. I got to be a robber, which I love that. <laughs> that was one of so my favorite much. lines here. And and Chris continues to encourage Andy, though, assuring sure. him that eventually he's going to be able to do this. Yeah,
0: <clears throat> he's not. You know, he's proud of him, right? Yeah. Not because of what he did, which was terrible, terrible because of what I'm going to be able to get you to do. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Way of looking at it, to kind of through. Chris is kind of uh, also already self-reflective here. I think. I think so. I think. Well, doesn't he end that sentence by saying, "I guess I'm proud of me"? He does. Yeah.
1: Thanks, man. Me too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We have so much work to do. All right. Well, back in D.C., we get a chance to meet some of the quality talent that Ben has the privilege to have on his campaign team. Yeah, nice way I said. I did. I like
1: that. Thought so. Ben's having a tough time. Here. First of all, he can't seem to get the interns to actually do anything. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, Ellis uh, just ignores him and leaves when he asked about putting campaign up campaign pictures up on the website. He's like, yeah. yeah, see you, dude. Yeah. Second, he sees a crude mocking drawing on the wall that is that that's supposed to be him with a stick up his butt. And then on the butt stick, the word font. Is written. So not too subtle. Um, so frustrated, he vents to April for a bit, who I think actually think the drawing looks pretty nice. And then he calls Jennifer Barkley and says, man, I've just I've had it. I've had it. We need to fire the interns and get rid of them and get a whole new batch of those suckers in here. But then when he learns that a few things, uh, uh, it turns out Ellis is Congressman Murray's nephew. Nathaniel is related to Donald Rumsfeld. Uh, Every single one of these little twerps is connected. (laughs) So new plan. I'm going to do 180 instead of firing them. I am going to
0: kiss their asses like crazy. Oh, my God. All right. Here we go. Which sounds funnier, and uh, you know, maybe like a good plan on the surface, but right. we, we will see, Mark. We will see dot 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 dot. dot. dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> well, back in the committee meeting, we get to know Catherine a little better and and quickly understand why she got this role as a heartless spokesperson. That's right. So this is kind of part
1: two of uh, of Leslie and Anne meeting with uh, the 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 dreaded uh, the one you love to hate, Catherine Pinewood. Um. Actually, this is a really good scene. Let's have Constantine play
0: this clip. Yeah, let's do.
6: Ms. Nope, this is about consumer rights. And if they
3: don't want to drink our delicious sodas, we do provide healthier options, like Water Zero. Oh, yes. Let's talk about Water Zero. The name implies that there are zero calories, mm. like most water. Mm. But in fact, it has 300 calories per serving. <clears throat> Isn't that misleading? The zero on the label refers to the amount of water in it, which is
6: zero. If you want zero calorie water, try Diet Water Zero Light. It has only 60 calories.
3: Okay. I think we're done here. Thank you so much. (laughs)
6: Oh, Councilwoman, one more thing. If your tax bill passes, local restaurants will
3: hurt badly. We'll have to lay off about a 100 people. You're bluffing. She's bluffing. Are you mm. loving? The second your tax bill passes, this press release goes wide. Uh oh. See you at the meeting. Leslie, nope, soda tax forces massive layoffs. Oh my God, Ann.
4: Nope. need some sugar? Nope. 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 let <laughs> just <I'm gonna laughs> stop it right now.
0: <laughs> that was going to be three ounces of pure sugar there. I know. And I, didn't she use
1: the, the cup that they called the little swallow? And then she like yeah. she starts to use yeah. that as a as an impromptu shovel. Like uh, I yeah. I'm really stressed. It was out. was pretty here. full too. I need yeah. some sugar. Yeah, yeah.
0: That, yeah, It's a small cup for a beverage, but a big cup for pure sugar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's It's huge. Well, we learned in the previous scene, I think that 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 little swallow that nobody really buys it because like for a nickel more you can get you know sixty four ounces. So why why would you right. do that? Value some, mark. I think some girls buy them for their dollhouses, <laughs> but they're not very popular. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Mark, we're finally over at the public forum and it's time to see how this thing's going to turn out. And Leslie's going to gauge the community to see what their thoughts are. Okay. Well, we see Leslie and Ann at, hey, Alan, where are we at? This is the William Howard Taft Middle School, Mark. Is it really? Yeah. You know why I know that? I do not. Because Taft was the fattest president. Did it? Wow. Yeah. I don't know if Norm knew that, but I I decided that was true.
1: Oh Yeah. He's a true porker. I I agree. Um, He really belonged in Pawnee. All right. So, yeah, yeah. So, Leslie actually is, is taking a, a, a move from her toolkit that she used to use all the time when she was just yeah. with the Parks and Rec office. When in doubt, hold a public forum to get put your fingers on the pulse of the people. What could go wrong? What could go wrong indeed when you're talking to Pawnees, crazy, crazy yeah. townspeople. And so, anyway, they're trying to get a feel for how everyone feels about this issue. So, several people stand up and give their opinions, including a... Roger, who apparently works at Colonel Plump slop trough and mm-hmm. says, that, hey, we're here and uh, talk about laying people off. So maybe you get off your high horse there, Leslie, and help me uh, uh, to keep my job clearly against the tax bill. Yeah. Now, D.D. stands up very much in favor of the tax bill on account of her husband started drinking those giant sodas and he gained about 100 pounds in three months. And consequently, they haven't had sex in 10 years. I, yeah. I don't know about the math on that <laughs> one. Something but wrong with the math, she said. And then C. Grover, oh, yeah, simply stands that Grover there, Love that Grover. guy, and he says taxation is theft, and 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 if the government can tax him, then all other theft is okay. So you know, I do, I, I take this woman's purse on account of theft <laughs> is theft, right? It had a lot of pill bottles That's in it, shocking. which is so kind of a yeah. struck. You know, bingo. Uh (laughs) But that's not right. Grover, give that woman back her purse.
0: I love the look on the lady's face whose purse has been stolen when he talks about how many pill bottles are in there. Oh yeah, she "Mm -hmm." just owns it.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: like (laughs) tons, tons, and tons. tons I have a roaming pharmacy. (laughs) Oh my god. Yep. Well, back over at the stadium, Tom has tricked out the golf cart, and Chris is helping Andy find the motivation he needs to keep going. Yeah, Chris has a serious
1: talk with Andy. I mean, relatively speaking, you know, he's trying to find. Motivators, and, and he asks Andy point blank, "What? Why are you doing this? Why do you want to achieve?" Well, this running goal? is
0: hard. We've established it is that is very hard. It yeah. sucks
1: on ice, sucks. and uh, so he finally hits on his real reason: April. He Andy loves her. She's all he cares about in the whole world. And he's he's doing this at the end of the day. He's doing this for her. He's doing this for April. So at first, Chris is excited for Andy because this is a good realization. He found an anchor. It's a great motivator. It's a good anchor. It's a good hook. But then Chris also starts to realize that he can't say the same. Mm -hmm. Unlike Andy, he has no one in his life that he exercises for. And we see Chris start to spiral
0: again. Uh, it's funny, but I was really sad to see him start to spiral again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he says he exercises because when he was a baby, he had a rare blood disorder. Which we knew. Which we did know. And he supposes he needs to feel like his body's in tip top shape. Otherwise it's going to destroy him, leaving him to die alone.
1: Well, he's got his motivation. <laughs> Whatever.
0: Th- I, I, that sounded good to me. All right, let's go. Let's yeah. do this. Well, back at the Barkley group, we have pizza. Ultimate Frisbee, and an intolerable version of Ben. mm, We see... I just...
1: mm, This is just painful. We see Ben bring in several boxes of pizza, talking like he's 20 years younger than he actually is, or trying to. Let's have... I can't even... I don't want to do this. Constantine, play this clip, please, buddy. I don't even have anything else to say.
5: Guess what's in these boxes, everybody? What?
1: Pizza! Pizza! That's right, everybody chill out. Take a pizza break on
4: me. Ellis, what's up, my male? Yeah. You grab a slice of Zah, bro. All right. Hey, dude, do you play Ultimate? Yeah, I play intramural at Georgetown. Dude, so did I in college. Whoa, you guys should get married.
1: We should play <laughs> tomorrow morning in the park.
2: What about the website?
1: Whatever. You can put those picks up anytime. time. We should lock down some tight disc grabs. Am I right, L Bones? Yeah, that sounds good. Oh, yeah. yeah? Better than working. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> All right, listen up, pizza lovers. Hey. Tomorrow morning, pre-work ultimate in the park. Everybody's invited. What do you say? Let's do it to it, my
4: dudes.
0: <sighs> April's look there, a combination of concern and disgust is how I think I'd describe it. April's look feels how I look. Yeah, yeah. Looks how you feel. It, it all about of it. This. All yeah. of it is is it's, not good. It's, all, it's bad. Yeah, it's just badness. This is Michael Scott cringy almost. It is. Yeah, it is. It's it, Michael Scott level cringy. It is, and it reminded me that that while that was a frequent tool in the office, we didn't see a lot of it here in Parks and Rec very often, and certainly not much after season one. So it had been a minute, and I wasn't really. I didn't want it, and I wasn't ready for it. I, I, I am going to purposely shut my yap at
1: this point because I, I have more to say. I bet later. you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, meanwhile, the struggle is also real for Leslie as she works to gain consensus at a public forum to discuss the upcoming soda tax. Yeah, this is kind of a public forum part two. That's correct. Yeah, and we established this already with the right. purse theft and right. all that. Yeah.
1: So. It continues and we find out, duh, 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 a few more things about the crazy from the crazy pawneeons, I should say. Um, a, a guy named Pearl, who I, I believe is played by the great That's Mike, Mike Scully. Scully from Simpsons Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Um so he questions the soda tax, because you know, what's next? Tax on income? But t- t- <laughs> too easy. I'm gonna let that go because it just it writes itself. Um well, it was still pretty funny. Another gentleman named Terrence. Thinks he has a very interesting view, uh, Alan. He thinks that they should tax all bad things, like, for example, racism, definitely, and vaginas. Oh, oh my! When Anne simply tells him, <laughs> "We're not, we're not taxing anybody's genitals," <laughs> Terrence says something to the effect of, well,
5: "What the hell are we, we doing, doing here?" Then?
0: And Terrence and several of his cohorts, the Terrenceettes, yes, walk <clears> out <throat> of the of the forum. My daughter looked at those guys and said, not a single one of those could pick up a woman. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. She's a smart She's, one. Your daughter. She knew what she
1: was looking at. C. Leslie and Ann take a, a quick straw poll and find out that the crowd is split right down the middle on the issue, which is, you know, unhelpful and kind of confusing. And then D finally, Roger, who I stood up guy. before from the Colonel Plump Slop Trough, yeah. he stands up again and suggests, hey. Maybe instead of me losing my job, you, lady, you all lose your job. Let's recall Leslie. Nope. Let's recall Leslie's. Nope. And the crowd kind of applauds and goes, you ever see Blazing Saddles? The crowd goes, "rabber" like
0: that. (laughs) That's how I interpret it. So Leslie looks horrified at this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, unfortunately, we might have just introduced a new arc. Yeah. Yeah. rabber. Well, Mark, this scene is very, next scene is very visual and pretty much consists of various clips of Ben trying just way, way, way too hard. I, 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 don't,
1: I, I don't even want to describe this. But I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. And so the, try. the following morning, this is the ultimate Frisbee before work. Yeah. All right. And the following morning, and this is a very short scene, and Ben and the interns. You know where we're at, Mark? What? what huh? We're at West Potomac Park. How do you, that, all this stuff you know that I don't know. Yeah. It, it's a, I don't like that. I don't like it when you know stuff I don't know. <laughs> um, so anyway, it's so very good. We're at that park there. And the, the the Ben and the interns are playing Ultimate Frisbee and they're before work. And nothing of real plot importance happens except that Ben continues to be a, a douche nozzle, it seems like. <sighs> and uh, and he just has a painful, pitiful display, you know, using speech like, yeah, rock that scuba. Whoa, you got it, Howie. Nice catch. Someone please tell me we code at that moment. I mean, oh my gosh, just shut <sighs> Up. <laughs> hey April, what's the score? A thousand to seven. <laughs> she just doesn't give two
0: two whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's just like you said, it's just Michael Scott level cringe here. It, it's really bad. He's again way That'd too be, hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, back at the track, and thanks to Chris, Andy now seems focused and motivated to achieve his goal. Unfortunately, Andy seems to be the only one clear on his purpose here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're back at the Pawnee community college track. And, and Tom's in the pace car slash golf cart slash tricked out whatever the heck he's riding, and and we see Andy and Chris like they're they're on the start line and they're ready to start another run. Let's let's have Constantine play this clip.
0: Andy, repeat after me. Okay, I run for April. I run for April. Run
4: for your wife, son.
0: <laughs> I run for love. I run for love.
4: Plays at your marks. What do you run for again, Chris?
0: Nobody. Nothing. does really even matter. Get Uh-oh. set.
4: Get at me. Uh-oh. Well! No.
0: Man down. Oh, hey,
4: you okay?
1: No. There's something wrong with my body. What? My legs aren't working. I'm broken. I need to go to the hospital and see a doctor right away.
0: Oh my. That sounds serious. Yeah, we'll right. come back to that shortly. We sure will. Well, back in Pawnee, it's finally time for Leslie to put forth her vote. And instead, she's going to put forth about a gallon of sugar water. <sighs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> yeah. So Leslie arrives and I think this is council chambers. Yeah. We're in right, council right? chambers. I, I think it's the first scene we've had in council chambers other than her and Ron kind of looking at it longingly through that. You know, I want to win this election lens.
1: Yes. And and, and definitely, I think the first time that we've seen ostensibly all five Pawnee council people yeah. like there at the same time. Yeah. Although I have a note on that later. Yeah, me too. Um so she arrives in council chambers and apparently she couldn't sleep last night because it was really bothering her. But she got a quick pick me up from a punch burger, the 64 ounce or 20 whatever however large it was. She just ate like a gallon of sugar water and ugh, and asked her how she's going to vote. And, and she tells her, I don't know. Like if I vote for the tax, I might lose my job. If I vote against it, I'm betraying my own bill. I don't. I'm floating in this giant river of ambiguity. I'm under a warm waterfall of uncertainty. Do you it, just need to pee? It, it turns out she just really needed to pee. <laughs> but but still, she's, she doesn't know what she's going to do, like even to that moment. Um, and we cut to, I think, a few minutes later, the council is voting on the bill. Yeah. And Ethel Beavers calls for Councilman Hauser's vote. And then Ethel Beavers calls for Leslie's vote. And then Leslie <laughs> <laughs> barfs up a gallon of sugar water into the conveniently placed 512 ounce <laughs> trash can, I mean, cup uh-huh. by her side. Everybody is looking at her on account of you. <laughs> and then she politely asks for a recess because, you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love, and, and she's retching, right? Yeah. And, yeah. In between retches, she says, Mayhaps might I suggest we have a uh, yeah, recess. Like, <laughs> like it's nice that she she's tr- she started to speak in Arthurian. Yeah, like she's in eighteen twelve Victorian London all of a sudden. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, following Leslie's regurgitation yeah. and make sure she's actually okay. Yeah, they're they're in the bullpen.
1: Anne's taking her pulse. And it, it's fast, but she did just drink a gallon of sugar water. Yeah. So not yeah, well. It probably is. About accurate, you know, Leslie laments. She still doesn't know what she's going to do. Like everything is so different now from when she only worked for the Parks and Rec's department. And at that point, we do see Jerry walk by with his hands super glued (laughs) together and (laughs) Anne makes the humorous comment. Well, not everything's different, right? That's right. And Leslie looks up and yes, that's true. But then she kind of looks up, sees Ron in his office and says, yeah, you know what? Some things are still the same. And she Mm -hmm. gets up ostensibly because she's going to walk in and talk to Ron. She's had that idea. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, later back at the Barclay Group in D.C., and this is following our morning of scoobering, Mark. Yep. Ben does his best impression of Rob Schneider and then finally has a moment of clarity. Is that what
1: that was? That is what that was. It is.
0: Um, So Ben continues to
1: try and... I don't know. Let's let's call it bond. I don't know. Bond with the intern with 40 year old Saturday Night Live material continuing to be very obvious and painful to watch. Yeah. This, however, ends when he sees yet another drawing of himself on the wall. This time, not only with the stick, the font stick up his butt, but he's now holding a Frisbee (laughs) and saying the phrase rock that scuba. (laughs) (laughs) So Ben is like had it. And he kind of lashes out at Ellis and Ellis quickly points out, dude, that was your daughter. Like what? what? <laughs> dude, does everybody think that April's my daughter? That- anyway, so he looks at April and says, she wouldn't do that to me. She's my yeah. friend. And April kind of shrugs her shoulders and says, sorry, dad. Oh my you know, God. so Ben looks
0: crestfallen and just slowly leaves the room. And April looks very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she should. Well, meanwhile, back in Pawnee, And in Ron's office, Leslie is feeling a little better, but still looking for some guidance. And this time, as you said, Mark, she's come to her loyal mentor. That's right. That's right. We see Leslie standing in Ron's office
1: talking to him and Leslie tells him, oh, Captain, my captain, that she's in trouble and she needs to cast a vote in 20 minutes. And she doesn't know what to do. And she goes on to mention that the public forum people might want to fire her. Without blinking an eye, Ron says, so what? I've tried to fire you. And Leslie thinks (laughs) that's a good one. You're joking. Until Ron pulls out her personnel (laughs) file and hands it to her. And and reading it, she finds several things that she expected to see. Blah, 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 brilliant work. Blah, blah, commendation. Above and beyond. You know, all that stuff. But she also sees a request for termination and realizes Ron Ron wasn't joking. Ron really did try to fire her. Not just once, four times, but four times. (laughs) Yeah. So she's a
0: little stunned at this. (laughs) Well, the look on her face around goes, Hey, if you need to boot again, the trash cans (laughs) are on your right. (laughs) So helpful. (laughs) Well, over in Chris's office, the test results are in, and Chris also gets some valuable input from Andy and Tom, believe it or not. That's right. That's right. Andy and Tom come into Chris's office there at City Hall,
1: you know, wondering. How he is, on account of, you know, when we last left our heroes, he was all broken and stuff and man down, legs didn't work. I mean, serious stuff. Um, Let's play this clip.
2: Hey, man. What did the doc say? Everything okay?
0: The tests and blood work came back, and the news is terrible. They found nothing. (laughs) Nothing? Nothing. The silent killer. (laughs) Chris,
2: that means everything's okay.
0: Why weren't you at practice this morning? Yeah, you should have been there. I finally hit my minimum requirement. Minimum champion! I'm going to die one day, probably. Without ever having left my mark on this silly little planet, I'm going to die an anonymous, meaningless speck of dust.
4: Wow. Sounds like you're really going through some tough stuff right now. It's too bad there's not doctors for your mind. (laughs) Well, hey, I'm going to go run some more laps. Will you time me? Go. He's gone.
3: He's kind of right, Chris. You were freaking
4: out because you were thinking about
3: Andy and his family and how you don't have one. Every time something tiny goes wrong, you spiral
2: like crazy. Maybe you should see a therapist.
0: I hope I'm not out of line. Oh, contraire, mon frere. You are as in line as a person can be. You are a genius and, and an
4: amazing motivator. Uh, what was my time? I don't know, 43? Yes, new record.
0: <laughs> All my life. I have tried to achieve external goals, run a four minute mile, climb Mount Everest. But before I can do that, I need to climb the Mount Everest
1: of my mind.
0: Oh boy. Well, there you There go. you go. If only there were people who could help you doctor your mind.
1: I, I like that Andy brought that up. And you know what? That That's the sort of thing that in another context you could think, he's being sarcastic but he's, he's being genuine totally. like it's a dude that's a, you're going through a lot of stuff it's a shame that yeah. there's not and, my and, doctors i got to run yeah <laughs> i got to go and who the hell is this tom haverford and where has he been i you want well, you know what not only that but i think for the first time someone actually said the words chris yeah you spiral yeah. when small things happen you may want to get that looked at. yeah and that's that's a powerful thing to say, even if
0: it's a simple thing to say. and yeah. I don't think anyone's done it until now. No and it's you know it's a, it's a sitcom and all that, but at the same time, one, I'm glad that they did it and two, I think it's you know it's it's a good lesson for everybody. Yeah, I agree. yeah. Well, back over in Ron's office, Leslie was a little surprised with Ron's confession and pushes him to explain himself. Leslie is clearly rattled. She, she had no idea that Ron tried to fire
1: her. She thought he was joking. And, and they, they kind of dive into this again. I, I know we just played a clip, but this is so good. Hey, Constantine, play this clip too, please. Yes, let's do.
3: I don't understand. Why did you try to get me fired?
4: The first year you worked here, you drove me nuts. I would say no to something you wanted to do and you'd ignore me or go over my head and do it anyway. You were insubordinate, stubborn, a pain in my ass and worst of all, bubbly.
3: I was a dedicated <laughs> public servant.
4: Right, that was the worst thing you were. The point is, I ended up withdrawing all four requests to have you fired, because ultimately, I'd rather work with a person of conviction than a wishy-washy kiss-ass.
3: Well, I had conviction because I knew what I believed in, but I don't know with this new job. I I just feel like I've lost my bearings.
4: No, you haven't. You may have wandered into unknown terrain, but you're still you. You know what?
3: You gonna pull out some embarrassing photo of me from high school?
4: Take this compass. All great adventurers need one.
3: (sighs) Thank you, Ron. And listen, as far as all this firing stuff goes, I will not forget and I will never
0: forgive you.
4: There she is.
0: Uh, it's one of my all-time favorite Ron and Leslie scenes. I, uh, me too. Yeah. Well, at this point we bounce back to DC and April does her best to get back in Ben's circle of trust. <laughs> April walks into Ben's office, I think awkwardly trying to kind of
1: break the ice. Cause clearly Ben was pretty upset with her when, you know, he learned that she did the drawing and stuff. Yeah, that thing. And, and so she, she tries to break the ice humorously, handing him a report that is funny See, on account, it has like 30 different fonts and you only like one font. And you see how that's funny. I'm funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. And Ben doesn't find that no. funny at all. And, and so April, like, oh, God, OK, I'm grudge. She grudgingly gives a half hearted apology. And Ben tells her, you may not take this seriously, but this job is important to me. And you should take it seriously because I asked you to come here. Cause I thought you'd enjoy it. And I think you're smart, but you have to have some semblance of professionalism and I need you to give like 15% effort. How about 12? <laughs> Just 50 for God. I've, I'm asking for 15% effort. It's not supposed to be a negotiation. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, it needed to be said.
0: Yeah. I think it really did. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and, and I want to talk about this storyline in our breakdown later. So we'll, we'll save that for okay. that. Yeah. Well, here, Mark, we're back at the city council chambers, and I think Leslie is now finally ready to vote and hopefully not vomit all over everyone again. (laughs) We can hope for both. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, they're back in the council
1: chambers, and they've reconvened after recess. And once again, Ethel Beavers asks Leslie. Love Ethel Beavers. I do, too. Yeah. City councilwoman Nope, how do you vote? And Leslie pauses, and she looks down at the compass. She looks back up. And with stoic conviction says, I strongly in favor. And Ethel Beavers announces that the soda tax measure passes three mm-hmm. to two. <laughs> I always think of Monster Zinc when I do. That is, she's very Roz-like. <laughs> I know. Yes. Always yeah. watching. Anyway, so in the audience, we see Anne look up at Leslie beaming. She's yep. obviously very, proud. very yep. proud of her friend for doing this. And Leslie smiles back at Anne. And then Leslie glances up. Towards the back of the room to see Ron standing by the doorway, kind of observing the proceedings.
0: And he kind of nods, then leaves. I mean, we know he would have voted differently, but he's proud of Leslie for voting her conscience. Yes. that That's exactly well what he said. was saying to her. Well right? Said. Yeah. Well, and we see Catherine Pinewood's reaction in a few. And, you know, I, I think a couple of people are really pissed off here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Absolutely. We this is not the last we've heard of this. No, that's true. Hey, this past three to two mark, according to Ethel. So we know that Hauser voted yes, yes, and Leslie voted yes. I wonder who the third yes vote was. Mm. Mm. Milton? Maybe I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with a uh, Dexart, sexy Dexy. You think sexy Dexy did? Yeah. I wonder. Huh, interesting. I wonder if he knows. We should ask him. I don't know. That's a, that is a good question yeah. though. Yeah we well, finally mark in the kicker. April rises to the occasion and makes up for her previous lack of support for Ben. Kind of. Kind of. I mean, she tries. It's it's April. Yeah. It's an April attempt. <laughs> it's that's right. It's 15%. So yeah,
1: we th- this is the kicker here. We're back in the the Barclay Group headquarters there and we see uh, Ellis talking on a cell phone to someone I'm like, "Yeah, I do like cupcakes." Mm. <laughs> and and <laughs> April yeah. April walks up to Ellis, and grabs his cell phone, Ellis hates you and he has herpes, throws it in the trash, not even knowing who it is. It doesn't matter. That's funny. And Ellis says, what the hell? What's the deal? April responds. Ben told you to finish the website. And if you don't do it, I swear to God, I'm going to murder you in your sleep. (laughs) I know where you live. 14th Street, right? I'm going to get a melon baller and scoop your eyes out and eat them. And your congressman uncle is going to have to buy you a dog (laughs) to drag your eyeless face around. (laughs)
0: Do you understand me? <laughs> uh huh.
1: <laughs> G- April gently <laughs> leans forward and places a small kiss on his nose, which yeah. I think is kind of like the Godfather's a kiss bit, of death. Yeah.
0: And then smacks, slaps him across, him across, the, across
1: face. the face, and snaps her fingers. Do, Do it.
5: it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, he turns to his computer. You're... Now
1: he's all he's working feverishly, like he's all business. Oh my! And God. it ends with you see in the background. Because the, the wall to his office is clear, so you can see what's happening well, You know, outside. Mark, I forgot
0: to say this earlier. Mm-hmm. I, the Barclay Group, I kept, I kept referring to this location as the fishbowl. You know, we've got the bullpen over at Parks. Yeah, This is kind of a fishbowl because everything's glass.
1: Yeah, you know what? That's a great point. So, yeah. well said. Because it's a fishbowl sort of setup, Ben saw this happen. Oh, and, yeah. you, and you kind of see him, like, smile a little bit. Yeah. Like, okay, this, yeah. this makes up partially. Yeah. We're in the right track. She now owns
0: Ellis. Point till April. Yeah. Yeah. Fade to black. Love it. All right, Mark. Well, that was a great breakdown. Let's uh, take a real quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about tropes first, fun facts, uh, all that stuff. And then we'll we'll give this thing a score. Let's do it to it, my dudes. Oh, my God.
5: All right. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be right back. All right. Hello. This is Ron Swanson. With the recent trend in healthier eating, I was recently approached by Catherine Pinewood from the Pawnee Restaurant Association to help them increase awareness for some of Pawnee's more traditional fare for those of us with little or no interest in eating, quote, healthy, unquote. My deputy director, Leslie Nope opted out, as she apparently prefers a mostly waffle-filled diet. I invited colleague Tom Haverford, but he informed me earlier that his tum-tum is bothering him and decided to stay home in his velvet PJs. As a result, I am flying solo on this particular endeavor. Enjoy these outtakes.
2: All right, Ron. The Pawnee Restaurant Association wants us to capture some B-roll of you eating at each of the restaurants in their fall foodie campaign. Slow down, son.
5: You're saying you want to film me masticating my way through a bunch of food joints? Yeah, pretty much.
2: But we've created a table set here in the courtyard and we'll actually just green screen the backdrop so you won't even need to leave the table. Do you require me to say anything or can I simply hunker down on some grub? Nope, not for the B-roll footage. We'll add your normal voiceover later, once the piece is edited. For now, you just get to enjoy some of the best food in
5: Pawnee. Easy, son. I'll be the judge of that. Let's do this. I need to get back to my office when this is over. Yeah, I hear you. You got a lot on your plate, do you? No, but I'm about to.
2: All right, let's start with the obvious and cover the paunch burger menu.
5: Well, I already had the number three for breakfast today. The number three for breakfast, really? Yep, the three-way cage match. A triple cheeseburger surrounded by a solid cube of bacon, complete with aug-rotten potatoes, onion rings, scrambled eggs, and a solid half-pound block of Havarti. Wow, do you need to wait until later in the day to do this? Why would I need
2: to wait? I'm starting to get hungry. Holy smokes, I'll tell you what. Maybe we circle back the paunch burger later on. Okay, Ron, let's set up for the big and wide. Fair enough, you're the director. What's on the menu? Well, they have a brand new menu item they need help moving called the Turbo Turkey Tom, or Triple T. They're planning to launch it right before Thanksgiving.
5: Let's take a look here. Looks like a double-decker, about four inches of turkey, at least it's not chicken, applewood bacon, tomato, mayo, mustard, and what is this? Um, I think it's coleslaw. Why is there... coleslaw on this sandwich what
2: in god's name tell you what Ron let's just move on we'll have them remove it and you can pretend it's still there for the camera okay Ron let's take a look at the fat sack they call this item
5: the kissing cousins take a look at the menu kissing cousins is a marriage of two of the woodlands finest cuts a quarter pound of ground venison along with a quarter pound of fresh elk eat it in less than 30 minutes and you don't pay a dime (laughs) Game on, I'll take two Whoa, whoa, slow down, buddy You still have a ways to go Hey, back off, director man I already have a mother And at least she would serve a side of Swanson family mash liquor with this grub Alright, Ron Here we have Colonel Plump's slop trough Hmm, I remember just a few years ago They were a salad joint (sighs) I'm assuming they now serve real food
2: Ah, yes, I think you could say that. The Colonel wants us to feature his newest creation, the sloppy seconds burger. Check out the description, pretty cool.
5: Hmm, from the sound of it, it is a lot like your quintessential turducken. Take a quarter pound of ground pork shoulder, roll it into a ball, lightly sear it, then wrap it in a third of a pound of Angus beef, hammered thin, and then take all of that goodness and wrap it in a half pound of tenderized Western buffalo. Dip the entire thing in breading, deep fry it, drench it in butter, and then serve it with a whole pickle. Oh my god, Ron, that's crazy. You don't have to do that one. What are you, nuts? I'm drooling so much I nearly need a bib. Let's do this. Oh, you can keep the pickle. Well, there you have it, folks. A little peek behind the scenes with some of the greatest food offerings in Pawnee. You'll have to excuse me now. I'm going to lunch. Thank you. That is all.
0: everybody we're back well mark you know as we usually do we talk about deleted scenes first and again here in episode two of season five we do have some deleted scenes again right and uh, i think there were a total of maybe nine running about three minutes and 55 seconds right and this was one of those where i really felt like they chose the right ones to delete like they're not bad there was nothing that really stood out at me as like extra or funny though that like just would have made the episode better in any way I I agree. I think it just kind of... uh, They weren't bad, though. Like, I'm not...
1: You know, I, I think it fleshed out some of the stories a little more, but not maybe. necessarily in an interesting plot way, more in a, you know, ha ha, here's another yeah, that's a few point. jokes, which
0: is fine. And, and and they are funny-ish, but yeah, I agree. I think they
1: chose the right scenes to cut. Well,
0: and there's even a little bit more of Ben being, you know, the the wrong Ben, <laughs> you know, trying too hard, <laughs> ultimate puns, those kind of things. So, you know, we had enough of that already. I, I you know, I did, couldn't have cringed anymore. No, 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 no. Didn't want to either. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the, well, the, when Ben almost caved and let them have Helvetica, though, that, that did kind of tickle me a little bit. That was a little funny. That was a little that funny. Was a little funny. Yeah. Mark, how about tropes first or fun facts?
1: I had um, two firsts, which are probably pretty obvious. Um, first, it's a, it's Leslie's first act as city councilwoman, or at least the first bill or measure or whatever that she's attempted to pass. Yeah, me too. Um, and then the second thing is... I think that this is right. I think this is the first time that we've seen all five members of the of the Pawnee City Council together, so like that's correct. I think facing them from left to right if we face them on the very left, you have councilman Jam, yeah. Not played by John Glazer, Not yet, yeah. Not yet, which I found very, very interesting. But I think that's supposed to be who that is. It is.
0: His name is short, very short on the name plate. Ah. You can't make it out. Right. Probably on purpose. Right. But it says jam. Right. Yeah. The one next to him,
1: kind of left middle, if you will, is Sexy Dexy, yep. uh, Bill Dexart, played yep. by Kevin Simons. Love Kevin Simons. Um, in the very middle, kind of in a slightly elevated seat, I think, yeah. is uh, is Councilman Hauser, played by Yvonne Jourdain. Yep. Um, who's, the, who's basically probably, what, the chair, I guess, or- That's kind of how the, I interpret uh, proceeds it. Proceeds over, is yes. kind of why he's on the riser right. there. Yeah. Right, he's the lead, I would yeah. say. Um, then to the right middle, we have,
0: uh, Councilman Milton played by James Green. Yeah. I almost called Hauser the senior, but I didn't on purpose. Cause you know, right. The, Milton has to be the senior. A few centuries old. Yeah. It's,
1: it's enormous. <laughs> and then finally we have, we have Leslie on the, on the very yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think that was the first time we like saw all five and they're like doing their thing all counseling yep. and stuff.
0: No. Yep. How That's about you? Going. Did I miss any? Um, in addition to that, I had, it's the first appearance of Catherine Pinewood. We're going to have six of those oh, in total. yeah, that's right. Representing the Pawnee Restaurant Nicely Association. Done. Yeah, and I, and I think as we said this in the body of the show. It's really the first time there's business in the chamber yeah. itself. Yeah, right, right. It does, you know, it does happen to be Leslie's first business, but it's also the first time we see that. Right. Um, how about tropes? I, I had a few and a couple of our regulars. I had... I had eight tropes. I had a PBJ on yep. account of where
1: Jerry super glues his hands together. It's pretty minor. It was, it was but pretty there funny. was
0: there. It's pretty minor. Yeah.
1: It's not by his standards. It's pretty tame. Yeah. Um, I have a FDR food driven oh, Ron. God. You know, because <laughs> the, the paunch burger stuff. Um, <laughs> number two. The number two. I had sweet stupid Andy. It's hard to not include that, and he was he was very 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 funny in this episode, and I feel like a lot of his shenanigans fall into that trope ish.
0: I actually left it off this week. I I considered it for a minute. And and while I agree he was funny and, you know, semi-sweet, I suppose, and, and, you know, certainly uh, trying to be a good friend to Chris, it, it didn't hit the sweet, stupid note for me, like the just silly, silly stuff. I, I think that for the most part, that's true. I think the one that
1: did it for me is when he's like, wow, you're really going through some stuff. I really wish there was a doctor for the mind. Okay, right. find me. You know what? Fair. Yeah. <laughs> <I think laughs> the Judges made did the main it. Did yeah, it for yeah, me. Because it was also a little tame by sweet, stupid Andy. Fair. You know, measurements. Yeah. Um, I had one I haven't put down in a while. Murals. Oh yeah, in in the, in the uh, council chambers, and I think we saw this. Remember the trial of Leslie Nope, yes. Chung Chung. Um, <laughs> I think that this is the one that Leslie was looking at, looking at when Ron was comforting her, and I think it's called Good Pawnee, Bad, Bad Pawnee. Pawnee. Yeah, I think that's the one that's hanging above uh, this is the big one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I had uh, Ben Muggs to the camera, yeah. which not a lot, but I think when he was getting stuff out of the care package, he kind of like looked yeah. at the camera while he was There's opening some stuff. I had a uh, depressed Chris. We which did. we've seen lots of times. Yeah. I had a Pawnee hate salads because <laughs> Colonel Plump Slop was formerly Sioux salads and they ran that out of town yeah. as well. They should with pitchforks and uh, you know, Lanterns, and then the, the last one I had was just crazy Poneans, often found in scenes like public forums, in nice. town halls.
0: The only additional one I had on top of those, Mark, was Ben tries too hard. I, I kind of, mm. and, and I think it's going to happen again. That's why I threw it into tropes this week. Let's keep an eye on that and see if that comes back. That's a good one. Hopefully, it's yeah. not nearly as cringy next time. But good God, Oh, yeah, wow. Um, Mark, do you have any goofs or fun facts this week? I had, um, I had you know, a supposed goof, which I'll argue against. And a couple of fun facts. Uh, the
1: only goof I had is it seemed like the scene where they were taking the straw poll and they say, like, show green for you agree and yeah. red for disagree or something like that. And some people held up a yellow. Yeah. I guess it's not a goof as much as it just was a little unexpected. And I was like, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the the point was that there's roughly 50 percent red and green on each of the questions. Right. So right. You know, there are a few yellows speckled in Someone there. Someone decided. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. They, they that's would, all I had. To they make, wouldn't have so. changed the math, I don't think. The right, maths. right, right. Yeah. How about you? Um, I just had one, you know, someone pointed out that, you know, this episode's called Soda Tax. It's a, a reference, I believe, to the soda tax proposed by Mayor Bloomberg in New York City. Uh, and in fact, I've got a note on that from uh, Norm Hiscock I'll talk about it in a minute. But um, yeah, but, you know, we here in Indiana, we would never refer to this as soda. We just, that, that's not a thing we say. Um, we would call it pop cola, and more likely call it by a brand name, which it may or may not be. Like generically, people just say a Coke, whether it's a Pepsi, you know, maybe if it's a Dr. Pepper, you might say Dr. Pepper, but they're all colas. And I would never say soda. Soda has to be clear in my mind as a Hoosier. I'm not sure why that is.
1: That's interesting. I think that I, I think that I might say soda without thinking about it, but I think you're right.
0: Do you have a soda on your Davenport? Because I drink a Coke on my couch. I'm just saying.
1: I don't know what a Davenport is. Is that a plane? (laughs) I assume you think I own a plane.
0: I wish I owned a plane now. It's a couch. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd rather have a plane. Yeah, me too. How about fun facts, Mark?
1: Um, I had... I had three and I realize I've already said two of them. I, I, I mentioned that Leslie sent Ben a Batman comic book in the care package, yeah, I which like I that. just
0: thought was really cute. It's, it's like It's a that. great small touch. It is. And if you don't see it, you don't, you don't see it. You right, miss it. Yeah,
1: right. right. You got to attend. Um, and I, we also mentioned that a, a different actor, I think this is the only time a different
0: actor represented Councilman Jam. Yeah, I Um, I I saw that, you know, that was a couple other people noticed that as well. I think we both noticed it naturally as well. Um, And it made me remember that that scene, in fact, we mentioned in the body of the show today where Ron and Leslie are in the chambers and she's looking at it longingly, hoping to win the election, right? Oh, yeah, yeah we see jam's nameplate and it yes. says jam on it. So yes, they had already committed to that being the fifth count, uh, council person. Yes. So, but they, you know, they did not have the, you know, the, the, uh, ultimately the right person for the role. Let's just say it that way. You, you may be right. Yeah. Yeah. He looks a little like John Glazer. He doesn't which not is, look like, which that.
1: makes me wonder if they had already said, no, you're mm-hmm. the one we want. He just maybe couldn't available. make that last, yeah. that first episode. Well, if
0: we ever get a chance to talk to John, we'll ask him. Absolutely. Yeah. The only
1: other fun fact I had was, uh, in the scene where April tries to break the ice and says, Hey, here's a, f- a report with like 30 different fonts. Mm. And she's like, all right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You can see above Ben's shoulders, like on one of his shelves is a uh, Leslie's book about Pawnee oh, nice. sitting there. I just thought oh, that was cute. That's nice. all I got.
0: The only thing I had in addition to that actually was, um, you know, Ben talked about playing ultimate in in college, right. Yeah. In this episode. Um, and the, apparently there's another, earlier reference to his college, which is Carleton.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and it turns out that actually in real life, you know, IRL, as the kids say, uh, Carleton is actually pretty well known for its ultimate Frisbee team. Yeah. So that was a nice tie back. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. Well, nice job, Mark. Uh, I think that kind of covers us. Should we get into our score? Let's get into the scoring. Let's
1: do it. All right, this was an interesting one. I, I, I it was, this was a tough one for me to pick MVPs, and and I could mm-hmm. have gone any number of ways, and uh, I went I went a way. I guess I'll defend my way. I'm I'm gonna pick Aubrey Plaza as April Ludgate and Chris Pratt as Andy Dwyer as my co MVPs.
0: Very interesting.
1: So here's my reasoning. Okay, I thought that the A story, so the, the Leslie, uh, where the how she was gonna vote on the soda tax, the A story. I thought yeah. that that was a, a good story. I thought the rest of the stories. Eh. But I thought, in my opinion, it was April and Andy that made those stories humorous and watchable. And without those two, I felt like each of those stories would have fallen flat. So so considering that that makes up two thirds of the episode by bulk, I thought that they were important co-MVPs to kind of kind of kind of right. kind of keep things flowing. You know, I, I, I mean? think
0: that's a good justification.
1: Um I- April cracked me up all through the episode, like from the very beginning when she displayed loving tears at Andy's ridiculous care package. (laughs) Yes. I love him so So much. much. And then at the very end, when she harnessed her bandana, when she harnessed her power for good, good, good ish, (laughs) when she threatened Ellis to do his job or else. And Andy also cracked me up all throughout. Chris Pratt's a nut, starting with him wearing the bandana and nothing else to when he took off all, took off all of his clothes and lay down on the track, exhausted, to his declaration of minimum champion. I love that. So
0: well done by both of them. Yeah. Alan, who are your MVPs or MVP singular? I don't know. Well, so good, good question and good assumption, I suppose. I, I did co-MVPs again this week as well. I went a totally different direction than you, which I find fascinating. So hmm. um, I also, but I, I agreed with your sentiment about which stories were more powerful and better. You're right. But at the same time, I, I actually chose Adam Scott and Amy Poehler wow and and the reason I did that was Adam Scott, while cringeworthy, did an amazing job of being that Ben, even though I didn't want him to be like I couldn't hold that against Adam Scott's performance or even the way it was written. It just you know it, it like yes, it was cringy, but man, he delivered it. I'm gonna think about that fair enough. Well, While you think about that, so Amy Poehler, yeah, again, I, I think she just had a great range. I thought it was very realistic this, this kind of inner battle she had with herself and the way that Amy acted that as Leslie. Um, I, I've just felt was um, it was well done and it also seemed very realistic, which you don't always see. Um, you know, she had her moments, of course, but we didn't have a manic Leslie this time. I really appreciated that. We had a thoughtful leslie who really had a a thing she had to figure out and she had a process for doing it yeah she ate a little sugar along the way which was funny (laughs) but but she relied on her two besties or at least her two advice two two of her
1: three yeah in in her inner circle well
0: fair enough right because ben's a couple thousand miles away right but she went to ann and she went to ron right so I, i i like the adam scott performance and i like the amy poehler performance
1: Fair enough. I, I may agree to disagree on some of that, but I, I, I get your reasoning. Fair enough. I'll, I'll, I will, I will elaborate. Um, you know, we, they've done the Leslie losing her path a little, and then finding her way back, usually with the assistance of one of her inner circle, sure. Ben or Ron or Anna or a multi or, you know, combination. I find that a satisfying plot device for me. Like, I know that they've done it several times before, but for me, it works. Sure. I like, I like that little mini journey, if you will. I like that. Yeah. Um, I I did like Leslie going for Ann's bin of sugar every time she thought Ann wasn't looking. That was really funny. Like this sugar's horrible. What's in this? Tastes so good. <laughs> Stop it. Um I like the resolution of all three storylines, sort of. Like it, Leslie deciding to vote her conscience, April using her powers for good-ish instead Ish. of evil. Mm-hmm. Andy working to meet minimum requirements, championed. Um, I also liked. I felt like Anne stepped up a little bit mm-hmm. from her. Again, this isn't against Rashida Jones; just right. the character of Anne can be kind of meh sometimes. I feel like she stepped up and showed what an important person she is to Leslie. She proved her worth in that inner circle today. I like that. I would agree with that. Ron inadvertently ended up as uh, Leslie's friend and life coach once again to kind of steer her in the right direction, yeah. as he as he often does, even though they are at political opposite poles. And Tom wasn't with Anne. Good job. Keep it that <laughs> Half way. Half a point. Right. Nine points. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Good night. Dun, 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 dun. All right. Um, small nitpicks from Mark. I didn't feel like this is the worst use of their comedic bench, but I didn't feel like it was the best either. There wasn't a lot of Donna or Jerry, even mm-hmm. though they each had one scene. I think Tom felt a little wasted eh, as well. I think eh, just me um, Ben's behavior when he was trying to kiss the interns butts was. So Michael Scott level cringeworthy. So this is where I thought what you said was interesting, Alan. And I honestly don't know how I feel about this. Like I understood what they were going for. And maybe on paper, it seemed like it should have worked. Mm. And and maybe I should also separate the actor or actress from what they're being instructed to portray. I tried to do that here specifically. I I realized for me, that's really hard to do. Mm. As a matter of fact, that's one of the reasons why Aziz Ansari is a very funny guy, Mm -hmm. but. Uh, like it's hard to separate him portraying Tom because the writers wanted him to portray Tom from him being it's, it's tough for me to separate that, but I I get the reasoning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chris spiraling into depression again. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say I, and I applaud someone in this case, Tom actually bringing it up and Mm -hmm. spelling it out for Chris in the audience. Every time something tiny goes wrong, you spiral, you should see a therapist. I like that, you know? Um, all right. So I'm going on to the crazy Mark rubric now. So get ready and don't get stuck. Put your helmet on. All right. So I'm going to give this meet more. I'm going to give this a four for okay. the base score. I thought it was a good a story and eh, B story for me, honestly, and a, a decent ish C story. Um, the B story could have been better for me, if not for the cringe. It just mm-hmm. like, like you said, for me, it just didn't it didn't. It didn't work and it made it painful to watch. You know, I think that's fair. Um, I gave one point for great performances by the combination of the two co-MVPs, the, the April Andy Power. That's worth a point. I thought they were great in this episode. I also gave another point to the trio that I thought really made the A story pop, which is Amy Polar's Leslie Nope, Nick Offerman as Ron Swanson and Rashida Jones as, mm-hmm. as Ann Perkins. Mm-hmm. I, again, I think Ann kind of stepped up and I like that. I'm going to give a half a point for our great, great list of guest stars. Uh, Catherine Pinewood played by the great Mary Faber, uh, Ethel Beavers played by the great Helen Slayton Hughes, yep. uh, Bill Sexy Dexy, Bill Dexart <laughs> played by Kevin Simons, Councilman Hauser played by Yvonne uh, Yvonne Jourdain. uh Councilman Milton played by James Green and um, Pawnee Townsperson Pearl played by the <laughs> Simpsons and Mike Scully. I oh, love yeah. that. So great, great use of guest stars. I thought, um, I'm gonna give half a point uh, for the for the, the my cheater combos coming up here. Um, this is probably the miscellaneous combo, I guess. I'm gonna give half a point for the combination of April's artistry, which I thought was actually pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Andy's continual nakedness in this episode, <laughs> which I just found really funny. Definitely not in Star Lord shape yet. No. And uh, Tom pimping out the pace car. That was a little funny. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give him. It's, it's my that.
0: favorite version of Pimp and Tom. Yes,
1: yes. I, I completely agree. Yeah. I'm going to give another half point for what I call the bookend combo. I thought it was a great cold open plus a great kicker, both of them getting to showcase Aubrey Plaza and well-deserved for for her. I'm also going to give half a point for what I call the resolution combo. It was I thought it was a nice resolution, kind of, to all three of the stories. So I like the way that things kind of tied up. So you add all those up and you get to uh, 8.0 Little Sebastians. So th- this was kind of an odd one for me. In some ways... I feel like they hit all the right notes. Like you got Leslie having an understandable moral conundrum, Ron and Ron and Anne acting as guides for her, Leslie finding her way back. Andy striving to make himself better by running for love. While yep. at the same time acting ridiculous, which is great. April saving the B story in my opinion, by being absolutely hilarious. And yet it seems like there were a few sour notes from time to time. Ben being hugely cringeworthy. Yeah. Chris being depressed again. Yeah. Um, I mean, just like meh. And so I don't I feel like the cast wasn't fully utilized with Donna and Jerry. So it had some great moments and guest stars. So it's like it hit high points. And I feel like it had a few low points. I like I felt like it wasn't consistently good. Interesting. um, Or as good as others have been, I guess. And Alan, you've mentioned several times uh, how uh, you and I can view the shows in different ways, like with two common perspectives. One being how the episode performed technically. Oh, yeah. And how mm. did I feel coming away from it? Yeah, I've got and, that today. Too. I honestly toggled between seven point five and eight for quite a while, but I landed at an eight based on how I felt coming away from it. Mm. Although I feel like I just fell down a few places, but I mean, still a good episode. Maybe just not as good as some of the really, really good episodes they've had. So
0: anyway, that's my review. Don't say it. Um, um, don't don't say what you know. What you always say, Mark? No, no. What do I always say? You say pretty sweet sauce in there, Ace. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Gotcha. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Well, I, that's just dumb. I'm not going to say that. Okay. Well, so what were you going to say? I was going to say, <clears throat> that's my review. And uh, o- over to you, Alan. Rock that scuba. <laughs> Rock it.
0: Uh, all right. Well, not a lot better, but I'll take all it. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a, what you got? It's a minor improvement. Yeah. All right. Well, Mark, I, I think in a lot of ways, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you, but I'm going to disagree a little bit in a couple places. Mm, so mm. I, I think the whole two lenses thing did apply to my score this week. I'd say on its technical merits, I I probably was a little more in your camp. Like, I I think I was leaning, uh, kind of rounding down, right? Mm. But I think on the enjoyment scale, like you, I also rounded up. Like, I think that we share that this week. Right. But I think, you know, I felt like this show very much was a collection of its parts,
4: mm-hmm.
0: if you know what I mean by that, right? Like, it, you know, and there were highs and there were lows. We agree on that. I just felt like the the highs were enough to to maybe bring it up a little higher than you think it was valued at. Yeah. And so- well, Mark, and the, and the the other thing I wanted to mention too was, you know, how you had mentioned that your you felt the three storylines kind of had their own resolutions. Yeah. And, and what's interesting about that is, to me, it reflects actually on something Norm said in the little exchange he and I had, where he talked about how this was a very self-contained episode, mm. and it didn't really have a lot to do with long-term arcs. So let me read you a little bit of what um, of what he said here. Oh, sure. So, so I reached out to Norm this week and uh, he, he's always very nice and he took a few minutes to write up some notes for me. and I, So again, did you
1: specifically ask him about this yeah, episode? Yeah, I asked him about this episode because
0: nice. he, he hadn't been up to, to the plate for a while and I knew we're getting toward the end here. So yeah. um, I've got a little chat I've had with him in the past and that's how we got him on the show. And so he said Soda Tax was a lot of fun uh, because w- in season four they'd gotten caught up in the election stuff. I'm, and I'm pra- paraphrasing a little here, uh, but mostly what he said. He says, I think we we realized we had stopped doing topical hot button issues. And I think sure, Mike sure, of course, uh, right. had read about the New York City soda tax, and that seemed to fit Pawnee very well. Yeah. So that's kind of how they got the the hook into this episode. Um, it, Norm felt like it was a very good Anne and Leslie and Ron story. Mm-hmm. And I would agree. I, I agree. That. Yeah. Um, he he says he really likes Leslie and Ron stories. I think all three of us share that, um, especially when stuff is revealed kind of about the past. Yes. Yeah. So, and again, I think that makes total sense. And I see why he said it here. Um, he said April and Ben were a good combo and, you know, Ben and suck up mode is great. Um, I, I That's the part where I, Again, I, I see what the, he, they were going for, you know, as a writing team. And, and maybe it's just because we've gotten so used to not having to deal with cringe. Like on The Office, it doesn't bother me anymore. And I don't know, you know, we're also rewatching that again. Right. And, you know, but those are my least favorite moments about The Office. I, I, so maybe that's I, why I feel that way here, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I like the experiment. That they did. I think if Ben had been
1: obnoxious, is like, hey, bra, get his feet. If he had done that for 20 seconds and I had gone, whoa,
0: and they were done, done. with it and then they just talked about how stupid he was, I'm gonna I would have am going to say note about that in a second. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and, and he said that, you know, uh, Chris and Rob got to do some physical comedy, which is great. And I, I totally agree. That's yeah. nice to see. Yeah. And, you know, he says, again, it had a lot more of a standalone episode feel. The characters were dealing with stuff in this episode and not too much to do with the overall arc. So I I think that's a good reflection. It's amazing to me 10 years later, he just pulled that right out of his hat, right? That's actually pretty- Yeah, it's spot on is what it is. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, yeah. and and back to your point about the amount of cringe we got, I'm with you. I think the idea was really good. I think that if they balanced it a little better, because I think Ben, the character Ben, right? Forget Adam for a minute, would would have been disgusted with himself a little sooner. He would have tried it. I get that. Like, right, you know, he can't fire these kids. So he's going to go a little different direction, right? Right. I think he would have found himself disingenuous. And not able to maintain it for as long as they tried in the episode. Right. And I think that would have changed the dynamics of how we both felt about that storyline. I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think beyond that, too, that the funny lines in this episode do boost its score for me. There's a lot of very funny moments. Um, I did particularly like Tom in in the scene. Where he's coaching Chris, I felt like that was kind of a real moment and it was nice, I'm sure, for Aziz to get that, but also for Tom to get that and, and be a very tolerable version of Tom in this episode. Yeah, and like we said, even the pimpin' part of of him was funny. Like it wasn't over the top. It was appropriate. the death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it I was. Agree. It was in his character. Yes. Yes, but it. Again, it didn't cringe. So right. maybe that's the common thing. That maybe that's what's bothered us about Tom so much in the past, and maybe here when they do it, the Ben, it's a little too much for us.
1: You know, it just occurred to me. I think I had made the comment in the last episode. That I I don't mind if Leslie spirals quite as much. If the only person that Leslie is hurts is, is, hurts, hurts yeah. is herself. I kind of feel I just realized this. I kind of feel the same way about pimp and Tom. Like yeah. if you just want to do something silly to demonstrate how yeah. pimp and tommy you are, yeah. All right. Yeah. But when you start to affect other people yeah. in a negative way because of your tom foolery, yeah. that's just tom, not that nice. that's not a good thing. Nice.
0: Yeah. I'll tell you what, I agree with that, but there was one time that they he he went. Went too far, and it did affect other people. That I thought was very funny, and it was on a hunting trip. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. Well, that was a plot point. I love that. That was great. Yeah, yeah. that was great. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Alan Rubric. No, I don't do that stuff. Neat more. Neat more. Um, for me, Mark, I struggled between an eight and an eight and a half. And I I almost landed on an eight, but I, I, again, I went with the way I felt and I gave this episode an eight and a half. So a little different than you, but not by huge orders of magnitude. I'm just, as usual, a little more generous than you. Yeah, as usual. As usual. You rock that scuba. Oh my God, stop. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i didn't even know i am not a i'm not an ultimate guy but it was being played when i was at college and i remember uh i, I didn't know the term scuba until uh, this parks and rec episode i didn't either yeah yeah so yeah funny stuff yeah well nice job mark i I think that was a good breakdown and a good summation of how we both felt about this episode yeah you know we we mentioned a little earlier our interview with mary faber i think now would be a great time to play a couple clips from mary and then we'll come back and we'll send everybody home i love it let's do it man here we go today is a terrific character actor with dozens of credits spanning both on screen and voice work you can see and hear her in movies and television series like the adams family 2 hairspray live the brink kidding big city greens and boss baby back in the crib and of course the evil restaurant association stooge Catherine pinewood in our very own parks and recreation please welcome mary faber hi mary Hello. how you doing hi
6: guys how are you
0: Good, good to see doing you. Doing good. How are you doing?
6: Good, good,
0: great. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. Oh my goodness,
6: I'm I'm thrilled uh, to to take this walk down memory lane here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you for joining us.
6: Oh, thank you so much for having me.
0: We uh, we've been looking forward to this. I know we're um, we're we just got started on season five, and we're about to review your episode, your very first episode, Soda Tax. With those yeah. uh, those crazy child sized cups,
6: <laughs> oh, such a funny, the funniest scene! I think it might be the funniest scene I've ever done.
0: What? Um, how did that all come about? Like, what do you remember about that kind of being the? Because you were the spokesperson, I think, for the Pawnee Restaurant Associations, what they officially called it, right? That sounds yeah. right. Yeah.
6: Yes. Um. Well, you know, I, I was, I was actually trying to find the original um, audition notice for it. You know, you get like emailed here you have this audition coming up and they give you like a character description or whatever. Yeah. Um. You know, I had just, I got started um, doing Broadway shows in New York. So I lived in New York for like a decade doing, doing mostly theater every now and again, a little bit of, um, uh, you know, a guest spot on a nurse Jackie or, you know, good wife or whatever. And, uh, but I had just moved to LA when I got this. I like, I had been in LA for, for like two months and wow. I, didn't know where anything was. I barely <laughs> got in the car because I was terrified to drive on the freeways. Like, wow. So I got this audition and, um, I was just like thrilled to have it. And, and I remember it said like, you know, that movie, thank you for smoking.
5: Oh yeah. Yeah.
6: So yes, they're like, it's a yeah. female version of Aaron. Thank you for smoking. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So I looked up some clips of him and it just, it was just one of those roles where I was like, I got it. I know exactly what to do. <laughs> and you don't, as an actor, you don't get that all the time. I'm certainly not, you know, there are plentiful auditions like where I'm just like, I could not tell you how to approach this at all. But for some reason *Half and Pinewood. I was just like, boom, obsessed. <laughs> here we go. And so, um, yeah, I, I had my audition and, and, uh, you know, went back in for like a little callback and adjustment with Dorian Frankel, yeah. who I just, I listened to your episode yeah. with her. She's yeah. so awesome. Um, yeah. And it was just like a dream, you know, when, when you have writing that good. Yeah. You just like all, as an actor, all you have to do is just like show up and meet that opportunity. And it was just one of those magical moments.
1: That's terrific. Well, you were great in that role as oh, well. Yeah. Um, when when you started as a Catherine Pinewood, did you have any idea uh, that it was going to be a recurring role? Or did you think maybe it was going to be a one and done?
6: Um, I was told it was going to be a one and done. Um, you know, I think it was, I had done like three or four episodes when Mike Schur, who was like the coolest, nicest guy was like, you know, that character had no business coming back. Like we did not, (laughs) we did not anticipate putting you in any more storylines, but you were so good that we just kept like finding places for, for Pinewood. Um, so I'm just grateful that I got more than more than one.
0: That's great. leave it. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, one of the staples, I think, of your character is kind of her antagonistic relationship with Leslie. You know, we we could consider Catherine one of Leslie's neme- Nemesi, I think we've determined it's the plural mm-hmm. nemesis. So uh, <laughs> totally. do, do you feel like she's the bad guy? And was it fun kind of playing the bad guy, so to speak?
6: Oh, my gosh. Like, if I could play a version of, of Catherine Pinewood in, like, every role that I do. <laughs> I love playing the villain. I love playing you know and like in theater i tended to to you know i would often get cast as like the nice girl but secretly is evil you yeah. know the, the, <laughs> that guy, like looks really sweet but um right it, it will, will will knife you so uh <laughs> man i loved loved playing playing catherine like <laughs> Of course, it's, you know, I looked up to Amy so much. Oh, yeah. I it would, Sometimes I'd be like, I'm such a bitch and I adore you. <laughs> 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 Sorry, my character's mm-hmm. a pain, but mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Well, and, and yeah. She, she's yeah. the perfect uh, person to be foiled by the foiler, right? So, uh, yeah. yeah. What was the culture like on the set there? You mentioned Mike, you've mentioned Amy. We've heard some, some good stuff from other folks who had yeah. the opportunity to be there.
6: Oh, I'm sure. You know, I'll be repeating what everyone else has said, but it was just like, it was a dream. And like, I remember there was a an older character actor guy. I I, I can't remember his name. Um, in one of the first episodes I did, and he turned to me and he was like, "They're not all like this, so don't get used to it." Because he knew that I was new in L. A. He's like, Aww. "This is a really great set. This is a really great vibe." And like, I, I Amy. It comes from the top, you know, I've now that I've been in L.A. for a long time and I've done a few more of these these guest spots. It's like some shows, uh, it's not that welcoming, but like immediately, you know, in the makeup trailer with with Amy, it, she was, you know, saying, oh, turn on the music. We're going to have a dance party, everybody. And just <laughs> so welcoming. And I mean, I was like so nervous, too, because she's a hero of mine. But uh, I love she, hearing that. She's just the best. Yeah. yeah. It was good people. All of them.
0: We're back. Well, Mark, um, again, I, Mary was super nice. I enjoyed talking to her. I know she won some points with you. You didn't get to hear that in the clips today, but uh, she, it turns out she's got a little bit of a gaming side. And so we talked about that in the full <laughs> interview. So She does. Yeah. yeah, I agree,
1: Alan. This was a really, really fun interview i i thoroughly enjoyed it and and i can't wait to for us to drop the the whole interview we're going to do a spotlight on it i would imagine
0: yeah it was very good so yeah we we learned that mary is not Catherine, but boy did she really get the character from the page oh yeah i think she you know for the first episode she really nailed it
1: oh yeah she did a great job
0: yeah yeah As part of our our interview process i looked ahead a little bit at some of her other five episodes right and uh honestly i'd kind of forgotten about how well one that the context of them, but how good they were. So she's going to join the Leslie Foyle camp here, right? The the, the Nemesai. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Team Nemesai. So uh, we'll have to see if we can still put that episode together one of these days. Yep. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us this week. We'll be back next week with season five, episode three, How a Bill Becomes a Law. That's right. Isn't that not like a Saturday morning cartoon thing? I'm just
5: the a bill. Yes, I'm something, capital. something. That yeah. a
0: capital. I don't know. <laughs> so, that sounds right. Yeah, check that out while you're at it too. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Live from Pawnee is a copyrighted production of The Creators copyright 2020
3: all rights reserved original music was created and performed by aaron emerson of emerson studios clips are used under fair use doctrine for the purpose of commentary and parody please see our website at live for more details or to contact us